Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. And what are we going to be talking about? Well, we've got... Um, Super Rugby is about to kick off this coming weekend, so we'll be talking about that. Also, we've got the upcoming Six Nations games. I want to say Super Rugby, actually, we're at Super Rugby Pacific and Super Rugby Alpaki um, as well. Uh, at the weekend, I was at the preseason games for the uh, Chiefs in the Alpaki. They played the Blues and the Waratahs, and in Pacific on the men's side, they played um, the Blues in a game of 90 minutes, three thirds of 30 minutes in that one. So, yeah, all fun and games as you try and figure out how to um, what's uh, what's going on with those. Um, don't forget, folks, that you can watch the show at 8 p.m. live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Um, also, you can catch the recordings on all those places from a video point of view. If you want to just listen rather than look, then also uh, we have the podcast on New Zealand Sport Radio. So check that out there as well. Quickly, let's have a look at some of the news items that are going on. Um, look, Welsh Rugby Union is an absolute mess um, at the moment. Um, the uh, union still has not agreed with the um, the URC sides as to what their budgets are for next year. Now, most of the uh, business, most of the business for signing play, players happens before Christmas. So um, players who uh, are maybe looking for new contracts are already uh, nearly two months later uh, than they needed to, than, than they need to be sort of finalising things. So it's very, very late in the, um, in the day. Some of these players do not know if they'll be able to afford their mortgage after June. Um, that's the kind of thing that's going on here. We're not talking, it's just, I obviously got the, your top end players who uh, know they'll be able to get a contract somewhere um, or have been played, been on big money and so therefore should have savings. But it's not those players. Um, it's the uh, sort of younger players or some of the journeyman players uh, who, who aren't international who are in a um, in a mess um, for that one. So uh, it's all a, a, a bit of a mess. or um, well, no, it's all a, a very big mess um, in uh, in Wales um, at the... Um, uh, at uh, the uh, the moment, um, 
the uh, Chris O'Bazer points out that the World Trade Union and the IRFU make about the same money, um, but the IRFU made a 10 million profit, whereas the Welsh Rugby Union lost six million. It's really, as he says, poorly run union. Yes, it's a very poorly run union. To have got to this stage without having agreed stuff with the teams is an absolute is an absolute disgrace um, for Welsh Rugby Union. And I'm not surprised the players. There is some talk of the players um, going on strike ahead of their Six Nations game against England this coming um, weekend. Um, Simon says in the other interesting rumor uh, the Wales teams. Um, the Ospreys might join up with um, Ealing Trailfinders. Um, interesting one there. And good evening to everyone who's joining us in the live chat, mainly over on YouTube at the moment. Uh, Chris Douglas Bailey, Simon Hughes um, and Charlie as well. There, Good evening to all of you and great to see you, uh, to have you joining us this evening. So real mess and we'll see um, what, um, what happens there. Uh, let's say uh, we've got the um, Six Nations coming up this uh, coming weekend. Um, with um, uh, three games, I'm trying to remember what uh, they, which um, what they are, and what order they are in. Let me just um, uh, bring up my uh, calendar, which I've put them all into, um, so that I'm uh, ready um, for this weekend and can set my alarms for some silly early times. So Italy versus Ireland is on Sunday morning at 3:15 a.m. in New Zealand time. Clearly, Ireland will be. The uh, favourites in that one, they're um, looking at to continue in their path on the way to a Grand Slam and uh, the championship as well. Um, two big games, though, Wales, pardon me, versus England. And so England travelling to Cardiff for that one. Wales obviously had a shocking start to um, this one uh, on uh, um, uh, to this uh, tournament. Let's be uh, honest, Gatlin's has not created that good field bounce that everyone was hoping, or that uh, Welsh supporters were really hoping that he would be able to do after Wayne Pebbock um, got replaced. Um, England, look, they got the win against Italy last uh, last round, but let's be honest, it was not convincing. Um, it was very much an up a, a, a front uh, a forwards dominated um, a piece of um, of that one, um, and uh, so that's those. So that's the uh, the two games and on. Um, on Sunday, with that to 5.45 for that second game there. Then on to Monday morning, the really big game of the weekend, France versus Scotland at 4 a.m. Um, France obviously uh, lost last time out to Ireland. Scotland got two wins under their belt. That's been against England and against Wales. France will be a massive step up um, from that. Can Scotland continue um, their, uh, their hopes of a Grand Slam away in Paris? Um, for me... Uh, I don't think so. This will be the only home win of the weekend. I think Ireland will beat Italy. I think England will beat Wales, uh, who are in a dire strait. I think they'll be able to bully them like uh, they managed to bully Italy, um, to be honest. Um, and um, then France versus Scotland. I, say, yeah, I think Scotland will find France a big step up. Um, and you've got to say uh, that France should um, should win that one. Uh, great to have Shane uh, uh, joining us as well. He's been on the show before. Um, one of our previous contributors, perhaps we'll try and get him back on um, at the shows now that uh, Super Rugby has um, kicked off, or is kicking off, um, shall I say. So um, that's how I see um, the, uh, the uh, it panning, panning out. Look, um, what do I want to see from Ireland? I want to see them actually using someone other than John, uh, not starting Johnny Sexton and uh, starting another player at 10, probably Burns, 
um, there. Agreed, they need to get some depth and some cover for Johnny Sexton and his Rugby World Cup in case he's get injured. Italy, obviously, uh, looking at to see hopefully them progressing again um, after uh, as, as, as they have been. Um, Wales, England, as I say, I'm not expecting that to be a, pre a pretty game. I think England will look to dominate them up front. Um, and uh, you're looking for something from Wales to show that they are um, moving forward, getting used to um, what uh, Gatland, how Gatland wants them to play. And then France versus Scotland, that should be the cracker of the round. Can Scotland keep it going away in Paris? Um, they have been a bogey team for France, but uh, particularly at Murrayfield, but uh, this time obviously away there. Uh, but that's the one I would catch, folks, if you're trying to catch one of the three games this coming weekend. So that's the uh, Northern Hemisphere side of things. Uh, Simon points out that it's apparent that Wasps are looking at using Worcester's old ground um, in the uh, English Championship, um, rather than using that the uh, stadium in Coventry, which would be uh, way too big for a championship team. Let's um, be honest with that one. On my own tonight, folks, there's a gap in the uh, sound on the old podcast. That's because I'm taking a little drink. Uh, to uh, keep um, the throat uh, um, nice and uh, moist. Uh, moving on then from that side of things, looking at uh, news from a New Zealand point of view, rugby news. Uh, look, um, Kerwin has warns all blacks coaching saga could cost the team at World Cup. Yes, continuing articles about how uh, they select, you know, how the New Zealand rugby select the next um uh, All Blacks coach uh, and uh, lots of people saying, look, they should name Ian Foster's replacement ahead of uh, time. Look, uh, I was at some, uh, last weekend I, say, I was at the uh, the Chiefs versus the Blues and uh, goalie um, came in the media box and had a quick chat with him um, ahead of the games. He's like, does, does Ian Foster want to move on? Um, <laughs> suggesting that he had a look, that it is a possible possibility of Ian Foster um, sticking around. Kind of, look, if he won the Rugby World Cup, um, should he be allowed another four years? Um, look, I can't see that happening. Uh, it's, uh, there was um, a bunch of noise that uh, Jamie Joseph was the preferred candidate, but it seems to be going back towards um, Razor um, at the moment. Um, what will be um, uh, what will be interesting is that uh, Scott Robinson apparently has been um, approached to lead Fiji at the Rugby World Cup, and that would be a really interesting one. Um, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Someone says I think it's very unfair to, um, to foster this talk about the next All Blacks coach. In my personal, um, I think this decision should be made after the World, after World Cup. Look, for my mind, you can't leave it until after the World Cup because all the coaches um, will uh, be tied up by then. Will be under contract. They're not all going to wait around. Well, the coaches aren't going to wait around to see if they get the All Blacks coaching um, situation. Um, look, the, uh, the decision has to be made before the Rugby World Cup as to whether our Foster stays on um, or if he's replaced and who it is going to be. Every single other country will be in that situation. No other country will be leaving until after the Rugby World Cup to decide who their next coach is. We already know Eddie Jones is going to be for England. We already, uh, sorry, for, for, for Australia. We know that uh, the England setup is also tied up. Um, the uh, the um, the only other real sort of uh, one where you're kind of wondering who is going to be in charge is Scotland, with I think everyone expecting Gregor Townsend to be leaving um, at the end after the World Cup. So we'll see what happens um, with Scotland. I expect an announcement before the World Cup if he is going to get replaced. Um, but it does look like he's going to be replaced, even though he is so, has got things heading in the right direction. 
um, at the, um, the, the moment. So it'll be interesting. Um, Shalai says, All Blacks coach um, has been a mess. I don't like Foster, but he deserves better than the rubbish New Zealand rugby um, has done. Totally agree. Uh, New Zealand rugby has been an absolute mess. Um, the administration there is messing around um, uh, yeah, and messing things up. Let's be absolutely blunt um, about it. Uh, the uh, the idea that, that uh, Razor could have taken over um, is... Um, uh, is is that one? Simon says, I don't think everyone's uh, coach's job is guaranteed. Anyway, especially Eddie Jones, Australia um, have really bad performances. Look, I think um, uh, people uh, people like um, Borthwick, um, Gatland, and uh, Eddie Jones have all got a good reason if they have bad performances. In fact, they've only just arrived um, and they're trying to turn a team around in less than twelve months for Rugby World Cup. Uh, it is a very very tough task. Um, and they should be given um, longer than that, um, to be honest. So anyway, that continues to be in the headlines, and we'll see what happens there. Ex-All Black, um, Cronfield willing to donate brain for CT research. Again, concussion still in the news um, as well, and they're good that it's still keeping, uh, it's getting still getting a continuous central because it really does need, um, to, we do need change. We're still, still not getting change, are we? Let's be honest, there's a number of people failing HIAs in games um, is still way, way too high. Um, so, yes, so there's all of that um, going on. Um, um, I think I'll actually start with a different um, video. Uh, you might um, uh, have seen on the Raw that um, um, Rico Awani uh, is, uh, was reportedly going over to Japan after the Rugby World Cup. So um, we had a chat with him after the Chiefs versus Blues um, pre-season game at the weekend. And uh, let's hear what he had to say. Matt, what was, uh, you know, first sort of hit out? How was it for you guys, for you all back, for you particularly? Yeah, it was good. I felt like, uh, you know, we set a uh, pretty pretty good uh, platform for, for where we want to start this year. Um, but it was quite easy to do with the amount of experience we, we had out there, especially in that first half. So uh, definitely proud of our efforts. Obviously, some of the some of the stuff we'll, we, you know, we could have scratched out of our game, but we always sort of expect that. First, second game rush. So, um, but yeah, definitely happy. Feeling, um, feeling good after an off-season break, coming back, and I guess into it next week. How's the body and everything? Yeah, nah, body's body's really good. Um, you definitely had a good break, and just sort of coming back in. You know, you don't know what to expect, even though you've been around a bit. But you know, the boys have they were training uh, sort of pre and post Christmas have um, brought that great energy. So it's quite easy to, to come back in and just slowly find our way. Um, What's the key, Ricks, for you guys as you come in with a very truncated pre-season in terms of um, time on the field? You know, what's the key to kind of hit the ground running next week? Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I said, the boys that have been training have set, set a pretty good platform and it's about us, um, you know, because the boys that have come back in have sort of been around a while, but it's <laughs> on us to sort of go and do our own stuff behind the scenes so to bring up the speed and it's not for... Um, to bring them back down to our level it's to us to race to, to the boys that have been in there. So um, I felt we, I felt we have done that. But like I said, you know, the first two games is always going to be that, that bit of rust and even that um, out here today. So, but um, you know, I'm sure that we'll be sort of going into the first round. 
And um, I don't know if you've seen it, but the Australian media are reporting that you've signed in Japan for next year. Uh, uh, any comment on that? No, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. That's, that's news to me. Really? <laughs> was, that, was that before we got on the bus? Or? Uh, yeah, just yeah. come out. The Raw, the Raw website have said that you're signed for the, uh, the Rico Black Rams for next year. Nah, that's just yeah. that's, that's news to me. Is that news to you? That's news to me, Having sort of uh, the actual season with RTS, with those players, has that made it much easier to step back in this year? Yeah, it is, it is, and I think uh, Roger and I forming quite a quite a nice combo there, and um, you know we've we've still got plenty of stuff to work on as a as a, as a partnership. But um, you know I'm definitely excited. You know he's got that year under his belt, he's got that year in the All Blacks, and um, he's hungry and excited to go. So I'm just looking to sort of play my part into unleashing him this year. It's a massive year. Do you do you compartmentalise? Do you just keep it all about Blues at the moment, and, and yeah. you know keep that focus tight? Yeah, hundred percent. You know you don't want to be one of those All Blacks that are only good when they. Play you know, we've, we've got a job to do for our club and now we're, we're taking each round so first up land is week by week because if we don't then you won't find yourself in, in France or, or even on the on that selection so um, you know I'm pretty sure I speak for all of our Blues ABs boys that we're looking to the job for, for our city first. Cool. So there you go, Rico. Um, look, I'll be honest, I th thought he was fantastic uh, in that interview. I, I wasn't expecting him to, um, uh, to, 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 to not be happy uh, fielding that question about his move, about the rumour of him moving to, uh, to Japan. Um, but I thought he actually handled that extremely well. Um, I spotted that new story in the uh, press room. And, um, uh, and that's so basically he was being uh, he was asked for by the other guys just for that one question. So all the rest of it was just a padding uh, to uh, to wait to ask that question, if we're going to be honest. Um, so that was, uh, I think he probably was, would be really very aware of that um, as well. So there you go. That's how, uh, so he was a bit, um, let's be honest, a bit ambushed there with that uh, with that question. But I thought he handled it very well and uh, uh, didn't throw his toys out the pram or get angry saying, geez, you guys just ask me stupid questions all the time. Um, so I'll say, I think he was, uh, I was, I was very impressed with how he handled that and thought, yeah, Rico was fantastic in that um, interview. One thing he did sort of talk about there was basically he's not been able to train with the Blues yet. Um, and that is very true for quite a few of the um, All Blacks players. Um, so they are coming with very little preseason straight in to Super Rugby. That is normal for them. He'll be kind of used to that by now. But it does mean that some of the teams aren't kind of where they want to be. And let's hear from Clayton McMillan around that kind of stuff. Um, after his game, because he wasn't so. Yeah, he, he for him, he thinks it might be a bit undercooked coming into um, this season. By the way, all these interviews are available on our New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page. That's where I post them. So, uh, if you're looking for post-match interviews that I've been doing, uh, do like and uh, follow the uh, New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page. Here's Clayton McMillan after the preseason game as well. First serving was pretty dusty. I think 30% position, 30% territory. Just can't survive against quality teams with that sort of um, those sort of numbers. So um, our set piece was a bit dusty, and that's an area we pride ourselves on. So I had to take uh, some uh, some learnings from that and improve uh, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, but you know we scored some nice tries, and at times um, some of the stuff that we've been working on around our, our phase play and very clean games were getting quite good. So. If we can build on the good things and tidy up the not so good things, then it should be positive. Thank uh, you. Second half, well, second half, last 40. Um, last half, now, you know, we've got Kinsey and 
party and Samsonian Rose Bells make a lot of a difference? Yeah, yeah, they did. But I suppose, you know, when you look at the two teams' names, I would be saying that the Blues probably put out somewhere close to their strongest team mm. in the first 40 minutes, and we had um, two teams that were a little bit of a mixture, but I suppose our type five um, had a lot more experience in the first uh, 40, 30, 30 or 40 type five, and that made a significant difference. So, uh, yep, the, the big dogs got rolled up their sleeves and did some good stuff. Um, everyone looked like they were glowing, um, which I guess the new rules are sort of um, designed to do, you know, keep the ball and you know, guys like Atini and um, Sean, and, I mean, you've got plenty of firepower out wide. Do you feel you're well covered in those bases this year? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, it's been an area, a problematic area for us over the last couple of years. We've topped and changed, but we really want to have some stability there. And so, you know, should have um, had a break six months, and Atini, um, I thought, was... There's always been a part of immense talent, and it's just about getting his body right. So, you know, they, those two showed some good stuff, Damien showed some good stuff, mm. Pooms family. Like, there's, some, there's some decent competition in the outside backs, which we want. Do you, like, do you like the idea of Damien kind of roam, roving between those two spots he plays so well? Oh, I just think he puts players on alert, you know, when he's got the ball. And no one really quite knows what's going to happen, but um, yeah, that's part of part of his attraction and part of the beauty is that um, you know, people will sort of sit off him and there's opportunities for other people. But he, you know, he's, he's also probably a best communicator at fullback, so it's a double-edged sword, you know, you, you, you gain something up if he goes to 10, but he also lose a little bit of at fullback. Um, but just good to see him back out there in chess case. Everyone emerge unscathed? I think so. There might be a couple of things, but I don't think there's anything that was overly serious, so hopefully that's the case and we can you know, get a good week's training and go down there. I'm happy with some of that sort of... Yeah. Um, Lam Milo and Rona at the back there, so some, you've got some real depth in that uh, in your backs as well, haven't you? Some, some new guys. Yeah, those two guys I thought did really well. Um, but their opportunity has come as a result of um, Quinn's Empire's injury. Um, we've got to make a, a choice on which one stays in as a replacement for for, uh, for, for Quinn long term. So um, yeah, we have to go away and have a good look at the footage, but it's going to be a hard decision. Either way, we're going to be leaving a good player out. How is Quinn tracking? Uh, back, back running. Running in the last uh, week or so, so it's looking really positive. But you know, with those sorts of injuries, we're going to take a real conservative route. So I don't anticipate we'll see this again. Coaches are never happy, but are you as ready as you can be for week one? Um, I thought we were, but I reckon we're a little bit underdone. But you know, there's a week's a long time in this game, and so we'll tidy some things up, and um, you know, it'll become the, the guys that end up playing against the Crusaders will get a lot more of the sort of the training time, with a lot more focus and. That, uh, will, will have to do their best to sort of the team. In the pre-season games, it's quite hard. You're trying, trying to juggle mm. 40 or 50 players and give everyone a legitimate opportunity to make that 23. And, um, yeah, so hopefully next week we, we can tidy up those areas. Just a uh, quick word on Alex Nankerville. I guess he's off to Ireland after the season. Um, he's a hell of a player. He'll be a big loss. Yeah, he will be, yep. Yeah, he's, I didn't realise he was only 26, he sort of seems like he's been around a lot longer. Um, he's been knocking on the door, you know, for, for higher honours, I think, for at least the last couple of years, played pretty consistent rugby. Um, must have gone pretty close, and, and I guess, you know, he's at that age and probably looking at the cattle around the country and thinking, oh, well, maybe, maybe my, my opportunities might be better overseas. So he goes with our full blessing, um, he's given everything to the jersey, and while we would have loved to have kept them, it's the nature of the beast of this. Thank you. Thanks, Clyde. Thank you. Thanks, Clyde. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
So there we go. Yeah, Clayton, they're pointing out that maybe they're a bit undercooked heading into uh, this season. And I guess that's going to be something that uh, obviously he's still a new, relatively inexperienced or new at this level. They're still learning about trying to get the team ready for this. I know that tomorrow, specifically, we're trying to have pretty much a match uh, or the first choice 23 out um, uh, this weekend, last weekend, rather than, as you can see there, with the Chiefs, a couple of players were still playing for a contract for the season um, with that comment there. So uh, pre-season's really kind of uh, different things for different people. Some players are playing for a uh, contract. Um, some players are playing um, uh, for just to, to get themselves warmed up and ready. Um, and uh, other players are or, or trying to get themselves a starting jersey. Um, other players just trying to get themselves back into rugby after one week, uh, heading straight into proper games. So um, it will be, uh, it, it's different things, different players, um, as uh, as you can see uh, there in that one. Not too much, I wonder how uh, much McMillan will you have to use Retallic. Um, I suspect getting sub Rickett um, is to fill up the gaps. Um, Brody to pace himself this year. Look, I, well, I mean, look, uh, the Chiefs have also got um, Topu Vai, um, Lachlan McFonnell, who's also a, a, a very good um, lock. Uh, Josh Lord to uh, come back from uh, from injury. So, look, they've got at least three All Blacks uh, locks on their books. So um, be, I'm sure they will be able to rotate uh, and not overplay um, any of those. Um, as you say, Brody Retallick's main target clearly is the Rugby World Cup this year. Uh, upon which he retires from the All Blacks and from New Zealand Rugby and heads over um, to Japan. Like a, a lot of other players, that's something that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I think I'll probably not uh, go into now. Um, Simon mentioned uh, in the live chat that Mono Pacifica versus Fiji and Drua will be live on Prime this weekend, kickoff at 4.35. I will be at, or I'm planning to be at that game um, providing coverage. So join me probably on Twitter um, a bit for that. Uh, and also, uh, I'll be, there'll be a post in the New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page um, as well, which you can comment on. We can have a chat during the game if you want to. Uh, obviously, I'll be there for to do post-match interviews um, for this show and for the um, Facebook page on that one. So there we go. Um, those are the couple of interviews I thought were, were kind of interesting and good to have a listen to. Uh, and to sort of set in context a little bit uh, how the um, uh, how the start of um, the uh, the year is um, is happening. Uh, sorry, Chiefs are not short of locks. I'm guessing Silver Rickett will get plenty of game time. I'm not sure he will actually, but we'll have to see. Uh, he's going to have to earn it. Um, let's be honest. So, um, how I'm going to preview the season? Well, I thought what I'd do is we'd uh, list out the teams in the order um, that they finished last year in the table. Um, have a look at how many players have uh, come in and gone, um, so we can see how much turnover there is in those ones in each of those uh, squads, because that will um, definitely play into how quickly they can get up to speed, um, etc. Um, I thought then we would give each team uh, an, exp um, an expect what, what they're expecting from the season uh, or what they're aiming for. Um, so at the end of the year, we can rate them as to, uh, at the end of the season, we sorry, we can rate them as to whether did they succeed, uh, did they have a, uh, an A-plus season or a D season, um, but have it in reference to what we kind of what we think their expectations should be heading in there. Um, and then also um, my prediction as to where um, they will finish um, as well um, on the um, old um, ladder. Oh, I'm turning right saying yeah, Highlanders were rubbish last year. No, no, um, no hiding it. Uh, look, um, the Highlanders just uh, a team that um, 
uh, that can uh, that aren't that don't have the deepest depth. So a few injuries can really um, knock them out of um, out of their stride. Um, so uh, if we start off um, at the, uh, the, the the top of the list, the uh, team that finished top and were losing finalists were the Blues last year. Um, but actually, before we get into that, that's one, one of the things I want us to point out um, before we go into this. If we look at the number of players um, that have gone out and come in, uh, if we look at the teams there, the Blues had three new players. Crusaders got seven, Chiefs six, Hurricanes four, and uh, the Highlanders seven. So... Um, you're looking at around about sort of five, I guess, is, is, is about the average there, five or six, for the teams um, in New Zealand. Whereas if you look at Australia, the Brumbies got nine new players, uh, the Waratahs 11, the Reds 6, the Force 16, <laughs> a new starting squad, um, the Rebels 14. Uh, that average is sort of closer to 10. Um, so looking like having about nearly twice as many new players uh uh, across the Australian franchises as compared to the New Zealand ones. Um, and that really, uh, when you talk about continuity, you talk about connectivity, all that stuff that's, that, that uh, Ben Darwin talked about, um, it's really tough um, for teams if you're replacing half your squad, which is what it looks like the uh, force are effectively doing, um, the, uh, to, to try and have any continuity, to, to try and build those um uh, the, 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 the combinations so players know what each other's going to be doing. So um, the, from that point of view, um, the, uh, the New Zealand sides come into this in a uh, stronger position um, than, the, uh, than the Australian teams. A um, uh, bit of a surprise there to see that uh, the Crusaders have brought in the most players equal with the Highlanders. And the Crusaders traditionally have had the fewest turnover per year. So... Um, uh, a bit of a surprise there with the uh, with the Crusaders. If we head down to the two new teams, the Drua uh, and Moana Pacifica, the Drua have brought in 17 players um, this year. So big turnover there for them. They've brought in the most players out of any franchise in the whole um, competition. Moana Pacifica have just brought in one player. Um, and now he is a, a key one because uh, he, um, that is a miracle uh, Falangi, uh, who has uh, joined from the uh, com from the uh, sort of the combine or the, uh, the 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 tryout day in the uh, in the Pacific Islands. So fantastic from him! Uh, I've been at a couple of I've uh, been at some games already for Moana Pacifica, and all the questions are about Miracle. Um, so clearly, there's a lot of interest from the uh, the islands about how well he goes and how he goes in this one. So uh, it'll be uh, real interesting to see. Uh, how much or game time he actually gets. Um, when you see, though, that uh, Moana Pacifica have lost 11 players, um, what uh, that includes is players like um, uh, Joe Royal, um, Xavier Coley, um, Tuotti, uh, um, Nico Jones, um, Josh Kafai, uh, Dwayne Poliativo. Dwayne Poliativo is only there for a week. Um, so um, a lot of players there. Um, in uh, were actually on short-term loans uh, because of all the injuries and COVID and all that kind of stuff. That, and also having to play sort of three games in a week, um, all that stuff that Moana Pacific had. So whilst they've lost 11 players, um, if you actually look through that, you think Henry Stowers, Stowers who's headed off to Benetton, he'll be a loss. Um, also perhaps uh, Solomon Kata, who's headed off to um, Exeter Chiefs as well. So there's a couple of players there that they will miss. But on the whole, 
um, they have retained um, their squad, which um, is, uh, is, is very good um, on this one. Um, so many uses I've been able to see at the Drew preseason, but I've seen they've got some uh, winning against the Force and the Rebels. Yes, uh, but the Force and Rebels honest, are not the strongest teams uh, and are two teams, again, with 16 changes and 14 changes. Um, those two, are the, 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 along with the Drew, those are the, the three teams with the most changes um, in this one. Um, so um, it's uh, those, I'm afraid to say that if you look at the Force, Rebels and Drew, there's not a lot there um, that suggests that they will be uh um, sort of really progressing on from last year. We'll have to wait and see um, how they go, obviously. Um, but at the moment, um, those are the ones that I'm most concerned about because those are the teams that have the most turnover um, in the off-season. Um, if we uh, have a look at the teams then, so the Blues finished top of the um, the log. Their pre-season games, um, they uh, beat the Hurricanes 28-21 to um, and uh, lost the Chiefs 33-47. to 47. Um, But as Clayton said there, trying to get um, all of those teams um, into, uh, all, the, sorry, all the players into playing uh, during those preseason games, there's, there's only so much you can take to you can read from those games. But you've got to say, for the Blues, having finished top, having been finalists, they have got to say that their expectations are to actually win the competition. Um that at the end of the day, anything short of that uh, is going to be a disappointment for them. I know all team, all, all teams will come in and go. Oh, our, our goal is to win the competition. Blah blah. blah. You shouldn't play if you're if you're planning to lose. Um, yes, there's 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 the uh, the kind of talk, and then there's the realistic expectations. And I think the Blues are realistic uh, in uh, being one of the three teams that could win um, this competition. The Crusaders then. Um, I say more changes than they used to. Uh, last year also was a high, high turnover rate for the Crusaders. Um, and uh, obviously they went on to win it. So it shows you that, um, that uh, Scott Robinson can cope with that. Uh, their preseason, they lost the Highlanders 35 to 33 and also lost to the Hurricanes 31 to 26. So not a great start to them for, for them in preseason. Again, you've got to wait uh, and, and see how their first game goes, which is up against the Chiefs. So boy, oh boy. They are kicking it off with a tough one. But you've got to say, as training champions, they've got to come in um, expecting to win the competition um, as well. For the Chiefs then, um, third and uh, semi-finalist last year, only six changes from um, from last season. And when you think those changes include um, uh, players um, like uh, Brady Ritalik and Damon McKenzie coming back, um, it's not a bad, <laughs> not a bad, um, actually, I should probably go back to, let's go back to the Blues and we should sort of talk about which players they're going to miss. Carl Twinnacafe has headed off to France. Um, Josh Goodhue over to Italy and Luke Romano um, has retired, but they have brought in Patrick Turpilotto, who has returned there. Um, apart from that, uh, the players that have left, I don't think, are um, any big losses, really. Um, Rob Rush has come in from Northland, but again, he's, uh, he's a youngster. Patrick Turpilotto is probably the only real um, addition to the squad. So a very settled squad um, from last year. I don't think any players are going to particularly miss. Romano, the big one, but I say replaced by um, uh, um, Turpilotto. That the locks, perhaps the one area um, of concern because again, Josh Goodhue um, had a very was was a very good um, Super Rugby level player. So to have lost two Super Rugby um, locks potentially um, maybe a slight issue there, but otherwise um, looking good. On to the Crusaders thing. Um, players um, who have lost um, a couple of players off to over to the um, 
USA to uh, to Major League um, Rugby. Um, but then Pablo Matera has lost. Obviously, he will um, be missed. Bryn Hall has headed up to um, Japan, and uh, Triple T has also left. So suddenly, uh, but with Willie Willie Hines and Noah Hotham have come in. Willie Hines, obviously, uh, ex England international, um, brings in some is some experience into uh, that area. George Bridge has headed over to France, as uh, as has um, Inga Finau in uh, the backs. Um, the uh, um, but uh, with players like um, Milani Nanai um, coming in, uh, some good replace good replacements there. So I think uh, Willie Hines, Milani Nanai, uh, two players that uh, you'll uh, to, to look out for um, that, are, that are new, and a few that they say that they, they've um, a couple there that I mentioned there. Who I think they will they'll miss, but on the whole, um, should uh, um, should be fine again. Fly half um, Simon Hickey has headed back to uh, Japan and Taha. Uh, Kamara um, from Waikato is the third. Uh, f- um. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fly half there. So, uh, yeah, kind of um, reliant on Richard Mwanga and Fergus Burke uh, in the uh, in that 10 jersey, the one area that you might kind of say an injury uh, and they could feel, and they, they could be in the middle of a, a bit of an issue. Um. On to the uh, Chiefs, and um, again, most of a lot of the players gone back to um, uh, that's kind of been dropped. I mean, it says Hamilton Burr has gone returned to Waikato, but I saw him running around um, at uh, the weekend, so uh, he's still part of that wider training squad. He's still part of it. But players they will miss: uh, Mitch Jacobson, who's headed over um, to the USA; uh, Mitchell Brown, who's headed up to Japan. So uh, perhaps in the back row there. But look, they still got players like Boshier. Kane, Finau, Luke Jacobson, Simon Parker, Peter Scalcula. So I don't think they're going to miss any of those players. Um, Kelly Trask has left, but hey, Damian McKenzie's come back in um, in the uh, for that sort of 10 fullback position. Um, and Chase Tiatia um, has headed off as well. But you've got Joshua Arnie, um in there. Um, Jonah Lowe has um, headed down to, uh, um, the, uh, the, um, uh, to the Highlanders. But look, with players like Sean Stevenson, Etani Nana Satoro, um, uh, Nawaya. Uh, look, they've got plenty of uh, experience there as um, as well. A bit surprised. I thought that I saw um, Solomon Alamalo running around for them, um, but he doesn't seem to be on the list. So again, perhaps another player who is in that um, wider um, training squad um, side of things um, there. Um, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, see if he 
uh, gets a, a contract or gets uh, gets to play much time with the Chiefs. With the Chiefs as well, I think they're looking to win the competition. I think any, they'll be disappointed with anything less than that. Um, so I think one of those two, three, one of those uh, two, two of those top three teams there are going to be disappointed come the end of the season. But I think those three really are the three that will be bashing it out um, for um, for this. Um, the um, heading then across to the top um, Australian team, which was obviously the Brumbies um, last year in fourth place, made the uh, semi-finals. Um, and I think again that uh, semi-finals or final has got to be there what they're expecting or aiming for. To, to my mind, and if they make the semi-finals again, that'll be a successful season uh, for them uh, in that one. Um, nine new players, um, key players that have left. Scott Co headed over to um, to England. Flaufanger um, over to um, to the force um, um, as, um, as 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 well. Um, the uh, Irani Simone headed over to France uh, and Tom Banks up to uh, to Japan. So some key players there um, that um, that have left. Uh, Jack Debrasini um, has had, has returned as having another shot at Super Rugby, uh, having um, played um, obviously for the um, the Rebels, I think, um, the Chiefs, uh, and uh, anyone else? No, no, that's it. Uh, the Rebels and the Chiefs did have a bit of, and um, also down in Canterbury for the uh, the, the, the Bunnings NPC. Um, so uh, he's on, onto his third Super Rugby franchise there, um, uh, backing up uh, Noah Lodicio, uh in that one. Um, over from Ireland with uh, Ben O'Donnell in the wings. So it'll be interesting to see how the Irishman goes uh, in that one. Uh, Stephen Larkham has come in as uh, head coach. So uh, be interested to see how he comes back uh, into this, and perhaps one of the big chain, one of the one of the important signings there um, for the uh, for the Brumbies. But semi-finals has got to be their target. Next up, the Hurricanes again. Only four players coming in, so yeah, again a very settled squad here, um, but a real problem for them. Um, first up, um, with um, Brett Cameron and uh, Ruben Love both injured and not heading over to um, Australia um, in uh, uh, in this one. Um, the uh, so yeah so they, so so uh, um, with uh, Jackson Gordon Bashup having um, left that leaves Aidan Morgan um, really as the uh, last man standing for there at, uh, at number ten so already they've got a problem um, injury problems for the Hurricanes heading into the season uh, I've also already mentioned uh, Jackson Gordon Bashup heading off uh, Tyrone Walden heading over to the USA but look they've got some um, Proctor Balin Sullivan Peter Ramon Jensen I think that's a problem in the centres there Wes Houston though. Will be a loss um, in the uh, in the wings. Um, uh, interesting to see Kenny Naholo uh, coming in for his third Super Rugby team. Only played two games, one for the Chiefs, one for the Crusaders so far. Um, obviously, but with players like Josh Morby, Silas Riassi, Julian Sevilla still around. Uh, Daniel Sinkinson also had a good season last year. There's plenty of depth there, but interesting to see yeah, if Kenny Naholo finally uh, manages to. Um, uh, to, to get some game time, actually stay injury um, injury free. Uh, Blake Gibson said over to Japan. Scott Scrafton off to, off to Italy. So Scrafton there, um, a good Super Rugby lock. Um, so that's, he will actually be uh, be a bit of a loss. Blake Gibson, I think they've got cover uh, plenty in that in those departments there. 
Um, and uh, a whole bunch of hookers have uh, left because there's a lot of short-term um, players last year uh, because of those injuries at hooker and uh, like fifth or sixth choice hooker in the end, didn't they? Um, there um, with that one. So, um, so yeah, but so with the Moor, um, Coles and Devery, they've got plenty of cover um, as long as they can actually stay fit. But um, look, that continuity in that team has got to be good with four, um, only four players coming in. But the number of, um, of injuries already uh, in that key position of 10 um, has got to be worrying. And I think really um, that um, quarterfinals um, is, again, probably about a realistic expectation for them um, on that one. And uh, um, so we'll see. Um, uh, Simon says, uh, interestingly about the Super Rugby Pacific, um, if we'll have a normal home and away schedule now. No, we won't. We're never going to because it's just the number um, of... Um, uh, the number of teams and number of weekends and games that would be. So I think we're going to stick around with this format um, because there's too many games um, otherwise in that one. Um, Waratahs next up. I'm surprised to see the Waratahs have so much turnover. 20 players leaving, um, 11 players in. Um, which is uh, a young team. I thought they would have been a bit more stable um, than that. And that's got to be a worry um, for, the, um, for, for the Waratahs. Um, if we have a look at some of the names um, that, um, uh, that, that, that have left, uh, Tom Horton has headed up to, um, uh, to Leicester Tigers, but they brought back Tolu Latu um, in there. Um, Jeff Critchin and Locks has gone over to uh, France and Max Douglas to uh, Japan. Um, so they got brought in three new um, uh, Locks there, two from uh, the um, oh, Shoot Shield plus uh, Tolini Seo from um, Japan. Um, so you've got to be a bit wondered, um, uh, a bit, so yeah, there's, there's going to be some settling in, I think, um, in that tight five um, there. At scrum half, they've uh, locked, lost Jack Grant, brought in um, Harrison Goodard. Um, so there's not much big there. Jamie Roberts has um, retired. Alex Newsom to France, he will be a loss, as will James Ram to England. Um, but Nimani Nadolo is back um, in uh, this one. Um, but uh, from from Leicester Tigers, problem is he's thirty five, and for a week that's old. Um, so it'd be uh, let's see how he how how well he comes back. But I um, mean, cracking player in his prime. Um, let's um, let's be honest. For the Warriors, though, that much turnover. Um, sure, there's uh, a lot of the signers is still around. Um, Hooper will be better rested. Let's hope he's. Uh, his, uh, his mental place, uh, his men mentally is in the right place um, as well. But I still think I think quarterfinals for them is uh, it's all they can uh, they can expect for um, the uh, the Waratahs in this one. And why that? Mainly, I'm looking at what the Force Rebels and Drew have done, and that's basically that um, all the other teams should be expecting to hit uh, hit the quarterfinals. Um, the Reds look just six new players. That is um, fantastic for an Australian team. Is that 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 continuity um, that the Reds have um, managed to um, to do. Sure, um, they've uh, they've lost one of their props to France. Um, Futikaya, uh, Alex Maffey is headed over to the Rebels, um, the, the hooker. They've lost Lucan Salakailoto to England. He will um, be a, um, a loss. Um, and Angus Scott Young. But hey, uh, I think they've got enough cover in the um, uh, in the Lucys there. For um, for that one, it's all right. It says no, Curtly Beal. I imagine. Uh, yes, I think that's probably um, very true. I don't see Curtly Beal on the list um, of uh, of um, of players. 
Um, Hamish Stewart also uh, heading off to the force uh, will be a loss in the centres. He played quite a bit um, for them. So uh, a couple of players there. Luke Jones um, back from, um, from France in the locks will be a good addition. Um, but uh, the fact that... Um, uh, that, uh, that they've got a continuity, which means I think this is actually the team that's got the most chance of progressing. Reviewer, which teams do you think are being underestimated? Well, I think this is probably the one. Um, they could possibly, I think they could probably go ahead of the um, the Tars. Clearly, a quarterfinal is there. I think they'll be looking for quarterfinal slash semifinal, um, as I've just managed to uh, click the wrong buttons. Um, so again, um, Quarterfinal, semi-final, I think, for the Reds is what their expectations should be this year. I think, look, if they lose in the quarterfinals, that's depending on who they get drawn against. Um, that's um, uh, that's I think that's that, that they, they shouldn't get too upset. But I think that's where it works. But if they get a um, a good draw against uh, the fourth against the fourth seed, uh, then I think they're in with a, in with, a, in with a cracking chance of making um, those semi-finals. The Highlanders. Next up, look again. Um, Seven changes, that's not too many. Uh, for them, as I say, said earlier, keeping their first-choice players fit um, is uh, going to be um, important. Freddie Burns um, coming over from um, Leicester Tigers. That'll be a really interesting one, the ex-England international there um, with uh, Mitch Hunt and uh, Marty Banks. Um, so uh, if he gets some game time, that um, could be uh, could be cracking. Uh, Denny Solomona um, hasn't stuck around, unfortunately, which... Um, uh, uh, so a bit, bit, bit of shame we're not going to see him um, with a full preseason under his belt. But um, um, the uh, uh, and whilst it says they've, they've got trouble T joined and he's actually with the Chiefs now because of injuries, injury to um, because um, Falafa Katawa has uh, come back from injury, injury well, um, which is quicker than expected, which is good. Um, uh, and also uh, the um, oh, I've gone. And then um, I've gone blank as to who the uh, injured scrum half is for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, who's gone, who's gone into surgery, so we're missing the whole season now. Um, Xavier Rowe, um, which is a real shame for him. Um, let's um, be honest. Um, having uh, not twice, Gilbert is fullback and goal kicker, which is the word that I find to be uh, well um, unlikely. I think. Uh, look, I think within you got your. Hunt, Banks, are all good goal kickers. So um, I'll be surprised to see Sam Gilbert being um, the uh, goal kicker to be our first. Maybe he's a long range one, um, but I would not expect him to be the, the first choice goal kicker. But hey, um, I could be wrong on that one. Um, I think, again, um, that uh, comfortable quarter finalists because of the uh, four trebles and drawer there. Um, but um, the... Uh, uh, and uh, look, their main competition is going to be Moana Pacifica. But I think what we need to remind ourselves um, is kind of uh, oops, um, what has happened to uh, what has happened to why have it's gone? I've gone lost my spreadsheet um, uh, on that one. Dermody has basically said it. Well, there we go. Gilbert as a fullback and kicker. We'll see. Um, as I say, I surprises me when you got some other very good uh, accomplished kickers um, there um, in, um, in, in 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 that one. Um, looking at um, last season, 
where the Highlanders won four games out of uh, 14. Um, the uh, the Moana Pacisco having just won two games. Uh, look, you've got to say that actually that, um, yeah, the Highlanders do definitely need a better season than last season to um, secure themselves in that quarterfinal. The Rebel Force and Rebels um, also were, um, had four wins as well. So um, it could be tight for the Highlanders, but um, I, they uh, they shouldn't be leaving it, making it so tight. doesn't help that they've got the Blues, Crusaders and Chiefs all in their kind of side of um, the draw on that one. Um, there. Um, I think the variables will be lost uh, when Monsieur Drew will be the dark horses into the playoffs and just miss, or just miss it. Yeah, look, I think for my mind, um, the force, uh, the force and rebels, if they get ninth or tenth, um, and uh, then I think they've had um, good seasons. I think they're going to struggle personally. Um, I expect Moana to do better than both the Force um, and the Rebels. Now, am I being um, overly overly optimistic when the Moana lost to the Highlanders 33 um, to uh, 24 and also lost to um, the Chiefs 746, um, 48, sorry, um, maybe, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, with the Drua, um, look, they'll be looking at just improving or, uh, the, on last year, but I get it, but I think it's really hard for them with all those changes, Moana Pacifica, look, quarterfinals is what they're aiming for. Uh, maybe that's a bit of a stretch goal, um, uh, yeah, to, 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 to be honest there. Um, we'll have to um, wait and see uh, uh, say how they crack on. Look, minus, they, they allowed 514 points last year, um, two losing bonus points. They're going to have to be um, uh, a lot more... Uh, competitive than that and pick up those losing bonus points and make the games tighter um, the Highlanders, sure they won four games but they had losing bonus points in five more so nine of their 14 games were close um, and that's what Moana Pacifica have got to be aspiring to um, this year um, let's um, be honest um, on that one um Simon, uh, when some people call it regional bias, the problem is a lot of Australian preseason matches have been played uh, behind pay-per-view water circuit. Well, that's um, there. Um, the uh, the 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 um, the, uh, the Moana Pacifica. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm, I get point out. I thought last. I thought last year. Look, they put their squad together at late notice because they didn't get the contracts as early as they should have done. And I thought we we're going to see a lot of turnover coming for the season. That's exactly what we've seen with the um, with the Drua. Um, but that hasn't happened. So I've been very surprised by that. And I think that um, bodes well for Moana Pacifica. Uh, we'll see um, how that um, pans out. Um, they haven't had the problem that um, uh, the uh, uh, that the Drua have had, who have lost what. Um, one, uh, two, um, sort of three players over to um, over to Europe. Um, that hasn't hasn't had that problem for um, Moana Pacifica, um, which clearly um, has been uh, has been good. Um, and whilst Super Rugby is a floor show for Fijian talent for Northern Hemisphere buyers, um, you've still got you've got a couple of players who have actually returned. Or um, Misaki Dodge has returned from the uh, Dragons. Um, and, uh, and joined um, the Drua, for example. But most of the players have come from um, Fiji um, itself when you look at uh, who has joined them. So it will be interesting to see how quickly they gel and how quickly they're actually able to 
two get that time. So I think you need five wins to get into the playoffs. Uh, well, say last year it was four. Um, so yeah, you're right. it's going to be around that kind of mark. Um, let's be honest. If you look around and go, okay, where can Moana Pacifica pick up those wins from? Well, they better do that this coming weekend against the Drua, um, the Force and Rebels. Those are the three must-win games. Um, let's be uh, let, let, let's be honest um, with that. Um, I don't know who their um, uh, their second games are against. Um, so we have a quick look through the Moana Pacifica um, schedule. Yeah, it's Drua, which they must win. Then the Chiefs. Then the Force must win game. Brumbies, Hurricanes, Highlanders, they're going to need to get close on that one. Crusaders, Reds, Rebels must win. Blues, Hurricanes, Crusaders, the Drew again, another must win, and then Waratahs. Um, so uh, it's going to be a um, uh, a really, uh, 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 say it's going to be tough for them to pick up those wins, um, but hey, uh, they got that one against Hurricanes last year, didn't they? Uh, perhaps they can get a few upset, uh, shock ones um, as well. From a prediction point of view, um, the uh, perhaps I'm uh, being a bit uh, biased with the uh, going for the um, the Chiefs um, to um, to top the uh, the table. Um, I think the Brumbies are still going to be in the uh, um, in, in 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 the uh, sort of next up. Then the Rebels happy looking at uh, how they have um, um, stayed stable. Um, I think the Waratahs might be the ones to just miss out um, on the, um, perhaps it's Hart um, overhead, putting in the uh, uh, the um, Moana Pacifica into um, the playoffs. Force, Rebels, Drua, boy, oh boy. Um, the, uh, the Drua have done well in pre-season, so we'll give them um, the nod over that. Um, and then obviously travelling over to the Force, uh, is a double edged sword. Obviously, uh, everyone has to travel there, so it's easy for them, but they also have to do a lot of travel as well. Uh, but I think the Rebels are a bit of a mess. So, there you go. Those are my uh, predictions Chiefs, Blue, um, Crusaders, Blues, Brumbies, um, Reds, um, uh, Hurricanes, uh, Highlanders, Moana Pacifica, Waratahs, Drua, Force, um, Rebels for me. Um, coming up then, also, we've got the um, Super Rugby Alpaca. And there are a couple of um, interviews I did at the weekend that I'd like to uh, um, to play before um, we uh, I disappear off. Um, it was the first time we've had a Super W team um, play um, a uh, um, Super Rugby Alpaca team. Uh, so I had a chat with one of the um, Waratahs players. So let's listen from her. Listen to her. We are at Navigation Homes after the game of three halves, and as more my papers go flying away in the wind, um, fun and games with ears. Here I am with Leilani Nathan um, from the New South Wales Waratahs team on Super W. Uh, so uh, very early in your season, I mean, you, you still got a lot. Of, whereas the um, uh, the Super Rugby Alpaca took girls, have got a, a, their season starts next weekend. Yeah. You guys got quite a while to your, next, to your season starts. Yeah, I think we have about six to eight weeks of um, pre-season left, so it's good to get this under the belt. Um, good experience. Uh, it's going to give us confidence going into our comp um, with such high talent here. And uh, did, did we see that in, in perhaps uh, some of the drop balls and things that, that, you, that you've still got a, a lot of pre-seasons to go? Is it perhaps a bit rusty this, to start off with? Sorry? Yeah, if we had a few drop balls and things, you think you're a bit rusty? Because you've still got six, week, six weeks of, uh, of pre-season to go. Oh, uh, yeah, that comes with the game. You know, um, 
we'll pick up our um, experience here, but it happens during the game, you know. And this, this is your first time, or the first time we've seen a Super W play, team play a, uh, a Super W package teams. How do you find the level uh, between, the, between the two comps? Oh, there's obviously a difference. Um, New Zealand girls are so talented. Um, it was good to have a run against them and see where we're at. Uh, it would be good to eventually have a trans-Hasman um, comp going on with the Australian New Zealand teams um, just to pick up our talent. Absolutely agree with that one totally. Uh, that we want the, even if it was just a, a final between the two finalists. But um, the... They'll talk about the pace of the games. Is the, is the, do you play a faster game, you think, over there? Oh, a more, a way more faster here. here. A faster here? Okay. No, yeah, the offload team with the Chiefs game was, was really good. Um, made us have to pick up and, you know, but way faster here. Right, and uh, because, the, because Super W has been going for quite a few years now, you've also got the Fijian Drew in there as well. It's uh, it's uh, got six teams, so you actually get a few more games in. It's, uh, I think, are you happy with how it's growing over in Australia? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, like I said, it'll be good to have a trans-Hasman going, yep. um, just to pick up our um, level over here in Australia, but yeah. And just to get more games, for actually a full long season, rather than, rather than a blink and you miss it season, which it feels like, unfortunately. Yeah, way um, shorter over in Australia. Yeah. So, um, anyway, thank you very much for your time. It's yep. great to see you guys over here and, uh, and, and mixing it with the, uh, with, the, with the Blues and the Chiefs. So, um, thank you so much for your time and uh, enjoy your tri yeah. trip back and uh, good luck with the season. Thanks for having me. Hope that Cheers. wasn't too awkward. <laughs> Um, and let's have a listen to the, uh, the Chiefs head coach. Yeah, really, really good to get um, a game under our belt and to play two different sides. It was so awesome. Um, firstly, though, I just want to acknowledge um, all the people in New Zealand at the moment and what a tough time we were going through. It's always hard to be in this type of privileged pressure. Um, when people are going through that, um, me, myself, all my families in Gisborne, all my partners' families in Gisborne, and we still haven't been able to talk to them, so um, heart goes out to everyone. Um, what, what did you get out of today's two, two hit outs, do you think? I think all of us are in a better place than we, than we were last year at the same time. Um, so I think the players have gone through the World Cup situation have come out in a better place. and. Um, our starting point's higher than it was last year physically, uh, and I think that's made a difference to the game that we can play for our first preseason head out. Um, so I'm excited about what they all look like in the actual season. Was it good arm wrestle with the with the Blues women? You know, was that what you needed? 100%. Um, last week, uh, two weeks ago, we played our under 85 men's team, um, and that was tough. And the game against the Blues, that was tough also. And also the Waratahs, just the speed of the game, they're fit, fast, rapid. So um, each of those things have brought different things for us to work through. Guys, undefeated one last year. Yeah, I like the target. Um, it forces us to keep pushing new ideas, new ways of thinking, um, pushing the game forward. And so, uh, you know, the team's all different this year. We've all got different players and different squads, and um, it's going to be a battle and a challenge. And, um, you know, we know that we've got Mahi to do this year with this team. Tineke Wilson, um, she stood out a bit today. Did you like what you saw from her, what she brings with that sevens speed? Oh, she can see the game and she's got the athleticism and um, with the rugby brain and knowledge uh, to go with it. Her combos with the players considering like they've just come together is really awesome. But it's also not just what she brings on the field, but what she brings off it to the culture and the environment. She's an awesome human. Oh, he is definitely. Bunce will be part of our team and our co-cup forever. Um, 
we're so proud of what he's done for us and um, what position he's in now. And so, yeah, we caught up with him before the game, after the game, and we'll continue to um, stay connected to Bunce. Yeah, once you achieve, you always achieve. Anyone else take your eye today? I mean, you know, your forwards did the job. Um, backs, you know, played with some good ball. Anyone sort of take your eye? I think the beauty of our team and the style we're trying to play is it's actually really hard to pick out uh, people in the style we're playing that are standouts. Um, and so, you know, we're looking for that brutality but also that beauty. And I think uh, we're at the starting point of trying to piece that together. Love it, brutality and beauty. Yeah. Is that a bit of a theme, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 you mentioned changes. Nine debutants today. How long is it going to take for your tie to really delve, do you think? Or, or I mean, how much... Uh, how much upside do you see in your side at the moment? I think that um, the biggest challenge is the seven days together before this week. So we've had seven days pre-season and then we come together for a four-day this week. And so, um, like to consider not just our team, but all teams are putting that type of rugby out on the field with um, that type of pre-season and build-up. You know, I'm real proud of the girls and our coaching staff, management staff, um, that we've been able to do the work in that period of time and put that out. And so... I think we just have to keep building. Like this is the nature of the competition we have right now, and we're grateful for that, and we want to move that forward. So the product that we need to produce across all our teams, um, you know, is, it's really important that we do a good job of it. Are you saying you're in a better place than last year? Remember last year, you got um, there was uh, COVID lockdowns. You're all tied down. I think it was in in, uh, in Taupo, all travelling up then to Hamilton for games. Um, being able to actually play in front of fans uh, and actually sort of be actually at home and in the right environment has, 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 has that made it so much easier? And well, it's not easy, obviously, but so, so much easier to sort of prepare for this season. I love this over here. The girls signing signatures of kids. You know, um, I think that's the the cool piece of our game is um, we have a community that love women's rugby and have been in love for a long time and so having fans, having media, like we didn't even have interviews last year because of COVID. Only um in game. Yeah, you know, yeah, in-game yeah. interview, but yeah. uh, outside of that bubble situation, you know, we'd never have three or four interviews. So I think uh, we have a platform now where we can grow the game, um, and this gives us the opportunity. Thank you. Um, one last thing. Well, I know it's a big change in the uh, the season last year. The very first game, everyone was very happy that it was just existing. Towards the end, it was much more disappointment at losing and getting out and, and it became much more uh, not about so much about the just existing but about winning and losing do you think this year it's going to be much more that kind of uh, attitude that uh, it's a, we're, we're not so much thankful that it exists but uh, really about the winning and being the, the hyper competitiveness of it oh no we were pretty competitive last year yep. and so um i think anyone who plays rugby at this level is you know oh we always say winning's a given and wanting to um but that's every team and every player and every coach and so yeah, I don't think, not last year, not this year, there won't be a lack of um, competitive spirit between all our teams. Thank you. The, uh, look, again, don't get me wrong, I don't think it was lack of competitive spirit last year, but I think uh, interviewing the losing teams after the first round last year, um, the, the teams were just happy, were, there was definitely a, a positive vibe of those interviews, uh, which disappeared um, after three rounds and became much more like the men's game, where you know, when you interview the losers of a uh, of men's super game, they're not happy to be there to be interviewed um, because they're, they're, so they're so annoyed um, have, having lost. Not that they're not angry they're with, with, with the media, but they're angry with themselves or angry with uh, that they've lost. Um, we got more of that towards the end. It was um, of uh, the sort of round three of Super Rugby Alpaki, whereas in round one, even the losing teams were happy uh, because, it, because it existed. Um, I think perhaps we won't, we won't see that quite so much um, this year is what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make there. 
look, whilst this year, uh, look, there aren't the COVID restrictions uh, and the issues around it, still one week's preparation before the one the one preseason game, one week, and then boom, we're into the competition. Five weeks later, it's over. This entire thing is only seven weeks long, less than two months. Um, it is a really is a blink and miss it. Um, and to expect to get top level performances, top cohesion from a team with two weeks preparation uh, is just unrealistic, to be honest. So um, I don't want to hear people complain about the quality of the games because they just don't have the same um, resources, the same opportunities to get the quality of the games as high as they should be. Look, the quality of the games will be good. Don't get me wrong. We're talking about Olympic champions. We're talking about World Cup winners here. So there are some very good players on the pitch. I'm talking about the connectivity between those players and how much better they could be if they had uh, an eight to ten week preseason um, in the same way uh, that a or an eight week preseason, the same way that, that a, um, a Super Rugby Pacific team did. They started their preseason in December uh, and they're kicking off now at the end of February. Um, so clearly, obviously, after Christmas and, uh, and Easter break and look, the weather and uh, other crap things have been happening in New Zealand have put a dent into that. Um, because of all the weather and uh, disruptions that we're having and, and uh, stuff. And I do hope everyone uh, is staying safe uh, and is well who are fans of the uh, um, of the show. But the um, so, yeah, so there is definitely a, a long way to go in this, in improving it, not just in around having more games um, and having uh, and involving across Tasman um, style competition. Uh, and as, as all of them have said that they want more. And this is a starting point still. Um, finally, let's hear from one of the Blues players, um, and then, uh, um, yeah. To the pre-season games at uh, Navigation Homes with uh, Melanie um, Phuket. Uh, look, very hot day out there today. Um, a, a, a tough day for um, for you guys to uh, to kick off uh, your, your season. Yeah, it was it was really hot. It's uh, pretty crazy playing in the summer, um, but now we loved it, and it's good to just be out playing footy again. It is actually. And uh, what was it like um, facing the Waratahs, the first team you ever faced it from Super W? Yeah, it was awesome. Just like not knowing what they're going to bring. Really unpredictable because we've never played them before and it's the first chance for us to play girls from overseas. So it was so, so much fun, yeah. So how do you find them compared to the uh, Super Rugby Packy teams? Are you at the same level? or? Yeah, definitely. Like very similar levels. Um, like it would be great to have a collab with their competition. Um, I think they're really fit and physical. Um, and they're really unpredictable, so they've got a great skill set, which is um, something that we also play very similar here. So I'm talking about unpredictable, you on the inside ball, <laughs> and then also a tap and go. So two tries for you today, must be happy with your performance and how you're in your form coming yeah. into the season. Yeah, I think um, I've just been chipping away in the, those little things out there, you know, that's um, all the hard work. But I think the, the girls up front did a really good job for setting the platform. And then, yeah, lucky to cross the white line for the first time this season, so that's good. And looking forward to actually being actually able to play at home and not be uh, sort of all in camp down down in um, Rotorua for this uh, for this new season. Yeah, I think it will be great. It's um it's been awesome connecting with the club, and I think it'll just be good to have our fans back at home and you know have our family come and watch us as well. So we're really excited. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think all the fans are. So uh, good luck for the season, and thank you so much for your time. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, sorry, folks, got that wrong. There it was uh, I said Rotorua. I wonder. I think it's Talpo. Um, but anyway. Um, uh, we all make mistakes uh, on the spot. So yeah, so um, you, get, you get a feel there that all of them talk about uh, well, a lot of talk there about having um, more games, uh, expanding it to include Trans Tasman. Um, so um, we're trying to get that uh, in all the uh, interviews I do because I think it's good to to, to keep trying to push that and try to get it out there um, as uh, as much as possible and keep the pressure on. 
Looking at um, the teams then in preseason, the Blues um, lost the Chiefs 5-12 in their half. Um, so they played a game, game with three halves. Um, the Blues beat Waratahs 12-0. The Chiefs beat the Waratahs 26-0. So Chiefs clearly are going to be the team to beat again. They've never, or they've won, they've won every single game they have ever played. That includes the exhibition game they played with the Blues two years ago. Every single game last year, including preseason, um, and uh, now their preseason, their, their two sort of preseason halves this year as well. So the Chiefs are going to be uh, have a target on their back. The Hurricanes beat um, Matatu um, 45-26. I think Matatu are going to struggle again in this one. Um, it's going to be between the Hurricanes and the Blues as to who is going to be that second best team to take on the Chiefs in the final. In my opinion, so um, really looking forward to it. And they kick off, it all kicks off this weekend. Um, on uh, Saturday, the uh, Chiefs play, sorry, the Hurricanes host the Chiefs at 2 p.m. Um, and then uh, Mata Atu host the Blues at 4.45. Both of those on Sky Sports 1 um, this coming um, Saturday. I will be, as I've already said, or planning to be uh, up at Mount Smart for um, Moana Pacifica as they take on the uh, Fiji and Drua. Um, so probably will not be able to watch those games live, unfortunately. Um, but um, we will be back uh, next week on Monday at 10 p.m. Uh, as we talk about all of uh, the game action from the weekend. There'll be Six Nations, there'll be Super Rugby and Super Rugby Pacific and Super Rugby Alpaki. Wow, oh wow. Lots and lots to talk about next week. So please do join me at 8 p.m. Um, here on New Zealand Sport Radio via YouTube, Facebook or Twitter. And don't forget, you can always catch that podcast um, as, again, New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you, everyone who's joined me in the live chat. It is always a pleasure um, to have you with me. Uh, and stay safe, everybody, and look forward to talking next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.